Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Yingling lager, yingling lager. That is a good one. Yingling? Yingling lager. Yingling lager, yingling lager, yingling lager. You could say yin yang lager. Yin yang lager. <laughs> Sounds like a rap group. <laughs> yin yang lager, new band. New band name. Hey, welcome back to Sawstone Beer and Barbecue. I'm your host, Kevin. Joined here by my co-host, Alex. Woo! Hey, what's up? Hey. It's been a while. It has been a little while. Yeah, you all moved into your house, finally? Yes. You want to give everybody your address so they can come send you uh, housewarming gifts? Yeah. It's... I'll save it for my pick of the week. Okay. <laughs> it's my favorite address. <laughs> P.O. Box. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you going to say the Zoom? <laughs> P.O. No. Box. Just a P.O. box. Send us a Zoom. (laughs) Hey, Scotch Guy. Hello. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, absolutely. So for a while, Alex, you and I, we've talked about wanting to talk about smoking bratwurst. Um, It's probably, Guy, I mean, you said it's one of your favorite things to do. One of the things you feel most comfortable uh, smoking and barbecuing. And yet yeah. you didn't make any tonight. Uh, hey, I came here last minute, man. <laughs> know, he picked me up on the street. Yeah, I saw him walking down the street with his uh, <laughs> hair in a bun. I was like, hey, that's Scotch guy. He's like, hey, that guy looks like he's homeless and kind of like a redheaded lady, and he's drinking scotch on the street. Let's get him. <laughs> Let's get him. No, I mean, I ran into you, and I was like, all right, come on over. You need a drink. I do. So <laughs> I, I did need a drink after tonight. <sighs> but... um We've talked wanted to talk about this for a while. Um, we've wanted to talk about kind of, you know, what makes good bratwurst. Um, it's something that's easy to do. It's cheap. I mean, it's really cheap to, you know. And I feel like it's kind of that thing that many people just throw on the grill and they don't think about what they're doing. Um, so our goal tonight is to kind of help you, you know, venture out a little bit. Don't just throw them on the grill. Um, really. Think about, you know, how you're preparing them because you can take a good bratwurst and completely transform it to a next-level bratwurst. Um, And it's not hard. I definitely think that brats are something that uh, everyone does, but I think few people do well. Anyway, we've all been at those barbecues where there's a plate full of hot dogs and a um, smaller plate with bratwurst, and they're all burnt, and they're really dry, and um, they don't have very much flavor, and... Uh, they they were just cooked too long, and I think uh, bratwurst are super easy to overdo and difficult to do well. Um, and then you've and that's just like your standard, you know, like Johnsonville brat that you would buy at um, that you would buy at like whatever grocery store in a in a pack. That has nothing to do with. Uh, that's a totally different animal than like legitimate like German style bratwurst like. That's more of a, like, that's like cooking sausage or, yeah. um, like Italian sausage or German sausage. It's, it's total, it's a totally different animal than just cooking regular brats. I think they're two different foods really. And I think too, like the big thing is like going to a butcher and going to like your grocery store and getting the prepackaged stuff and like getting the, you know, bratwurst that's actually been like made and cased in house. Yeah. I mean... We're going to talk in a few minutes about the, the two different ones that we got. Actually, the three different <coughs> kinds that we got. And 
Alex, you you got a store, Johnsonville Brat. I, I've got some from a local butcher. Like, the texture was even different of mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah, I've never been a big fan of Broadwurst. And a couple months ago, we went to a butcher and got a couple. And it sounded good. I, I wanted to get a couple for a thing. It was for my dad's birthday for Father's Day or something because he likes grilling. So I got a bunch, and I got a couple extra for me just just to try to see if there was a difference. And there was a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I ate all of those so fast. And even what I did tonight, and I feel like I did a pretty good job with these. Even with these, like, again, these were the more, these were the store-bought ones. And I just, I got through half of it, and I was like, I'm, I'm done with it. It's like, it wasn't bad. It just didn't do it for me. It just didn't have that excitement behind it. Yeah. And I think, too, I think that's the part that's cool about the butcher, <laughs> is that you can get a bunch of different styles. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. I know my local butcher has, I think they advertise 40 different styles of bratwurst. Holy cow. That's from cheddar to cheddar jalapeno to uh, Schlafly Hefeweizen um, to uh, applewood, bacon. Mm. They actually put like bacon chunks <clears throat> in there, sizitsa. Uh, For our local listeners, what's that butcher shop? Kevin? That's Kenrick's. Kenrick's. Oh, yeah. dude. Kenrick's G&W is the best. does the exact same thing. I know that's a more, it's a local one here in St. Louis, but they send their bratwurst out everywhere so nice but i thought before we dive into like what we did personally we could just talk a little bit about what what makes bratwurst a bratwurst you know i mean everybody knows it's a sausage it's from germany um and it's mostly made of beef veal and commonly pork um sometimes a combination of them bratwurst actually means leftover meat Hmm. Um, guy, while you and I were kind of just hanging out down here, we were talking about, you know, it's kind of gross to think about, but bratwurst is when they take all their cuts of meats, all their scraps of meats, and they throw it in a grinder and they put a casing on it. Um, yep. <coughs> the first casings were actually animal intestines. Um, yep. Kind of gross to think about, but now we're using s- synthetic cases and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, from what I know, I've had some of the <clears throat> animal intestine ones, and I've had synthetic ones. From what I know, I've had some of the animal ones and the synthetic ones, yep. and um, the synthetic ones aren't as good as the animal ones. Like, hmm. there's just something about that animal casing that just adds that extra little bit to it. I believe that. But you're also looking at a lot more expensive because they've got to boil it out, and it's just not as I don't know if I've ever feasible. had... <clears throat> I don't know if I've ever had uh, uh <clears throat> something caught in my throat. <clears throat> I don't know if I've ever had a uh a real one with animal casing. I don't know that I've ever I think I've had breakfast sausage that wasn't synthetic. But I don't know I, again I I can't be a hundred percent sure about that now that I say it. I don't know. I mean, it's noticeable, like, but it's not like, oh my goodness, I can tell this is synthetic. Like, yeah. there's just this extra little excitement about it. Huh. Um, but most bratwurst is either done uh, boiled, and then you either do it in a grill, smoker, or a lot of people do it in the pans. Um, I know in the past yeah. I've done bratwurst where I actually butterfly it once I've uh, cooked it in um, beer or water. Mm-hmm. Um butterfly it and then put it on a pretzel roll. 
Ooh. And that is where it's at. Like with a slice of fresh cut cheddar cheese. Yeah. That's that's good. really good. A little bit of mustard. Yep. I like to do I like to do brats and uh <clears throat> yeah, well, I'll let them soak in Oh, we we did brats one time where we uh we let them soak in we me and a, a buddy and uh, our our wives were at a a trip in North Carolina. We had a cabin and we bought this uh, this handle of Jameson. It was just massive. I mean, it, it was like the really big one. Yeah. And we got it for like 30 bucks at Total Wine. It was on sale. And uh, it was like the end of the week and we had these brats and we had all this Jameson left. We're like, well, so we just filled a pan full up full of Jameson and we just soaked the brats in them. And then I cooked them on the grill. And uh, <clears throat> man, it was. No, I think we cooked some on the grill and we cooked some in a cast iron. Um, That's the way to do it, dude. If, cook, you're, gonna, if you're not going to smoke them, cast iron skillet. Yeah, yep. I like cooking them in a. <clears throat> I like to cook them in a cast iron with uh, like some some onions and some potatoes and stuff. Oof, it's super good. Alex, you look like you're pondering that. And I am. You're ready to dive into it over there. I wish I hadn't cooked all my bratwurst tonight. I wish I'd saved some. Well, the nice thing is that they're so damn cheap. Like you can go buy. I think Deerberg's has, uh, it's like their house ones, actually, not even just Johnsonville. You can get, uh, no, it was Aldi. You can get... Um, Aldi's got some good... You can get, like, ten bratwurst for, like, five or six bucks. Oh, yeah. That's like, a good deal. That's a great deal. Like, I know the stuff I got tonight, I mean, it was four fifty for the specialty one, and then their normal bratwurst was, like, three-something a pound, and I get you three links. Wow. That's so, I mean, like, that was really good. Yeah. Um, so, kind of continuing on with just kind of that background, um, Bratwurst came over, um, and it was really big up in Wisconsin. That's, like, the big thing, because there's a ton of Germans up there in Wisconsin, and yeah. Nova Scotians, and that whole Nova Bavarian Scotia. area. Um, I kind of feel like here in St. Louis, we have a connection to Bratwurst, too, because of Anheuser-Busch, um, with a big German community that we have here, um, down by the Beaver Mill, and... Uh, yeah, um, Grant's Bos- Farm, you know, yeah. that whole area. Bosnia, lots of Bosnies in, in St. Louis. But, and that's kind of like in that general, you know, Central er- Europe area. Yeah, yeah. So that's really when the first um, meat kind of, you know, that's really when the first bratwurst kind of came here in the United States was in Wisconsin and kind of spread throughout the United States. Um, so I think, too, kind of talking about that, you know, Everybody hears the term beer brat. You know, you think, okay, well, what is a beer brat? Well, it's really not as complicated as it sounds. Um, beer brat just simply means a brat you cook in beer before you either grill it or cast iron skillet. Um, I know, Alex, we, you and I talked, and we'll talk a little bit more in a few minutes about, you know, we each picked a different beer um, for our, our brats, and I think it made a difference. Like, I can tell a difference kind of in them. Um, I mean, let's, I guess let's dive into that. So for my two styles, I did uh, the Budweiser Red Lager, um, the Freedom Reserve one. Um, and I think you can kind of tell it's a Budweiser kind of product. It's got that rice kind of feel to it. Um, but I think like if I would have, I did them earlier this morning. I think if like we would have had them right off the grill, I think you would have really been able to taste that beer. Um, they've kind of sat for a little bit um, while we were waiting to kind of record tonight. and It's not as prominent, but um, 
You did what for yours? Yeah, I did Guinness Extra Stout for mine. I wanted to try something that, because honestly, I've never made beer brats before. So like I said before, I've never been a big brat fan. So I haven't made them much in general at all. And the couple of times that I have, I've not used beer. Uh, So I wanted to try something that I thought would have been a little atypical, because I figured people are probably using lagers, maybe even brown ales, something with a little bit more flavor. I thought I want to go the next step, at least what would be the next step for me, on the brown ale route and get something that's going to have some sweetness to it, something that I wouldn't necessarily normally default to. And I I think it turned out pretty good. Um, I don't think I would know the difference if I had not done that. I'm not sure I'm picking up the sweetness, but it's also hard for me to say because, again, I don't eat many brats in the first place. So I don't have a good feel of what's supposed to be there and what's not. I know you also, once you got done, um, and one of the cool kind of things that we wanted to bring up tonight is we made beer cheese as well. Mm. Um, So you used your stout beer that you used to render off and cook your bratwurst Mm -hmm. um, the first time. You used that to make your beer cheese. And I think you can really taste the stout in the beer cheese. And Yeah, I think those flavor combos definitely stand out a whole lot more in the cheese than they do. And the broads. I think the broads are still very prominently that brought flavor. Yeah. Uh, with, I, I'm sure it added stuff to it. Um, and it's good. But yeah, the, the cheese for me was a much bigger deal. I would be curious to try cooking a synthetic cased, a synthetic cased uh, brat versus a animal cased, a natural cased brat in beer. Because I there's no way that, the synthetic case. I mean, brats aren't the casing isn't porous, so I'm wondering if a natural casing would be would absorb the flavor more of of beer. Yeah. Because in my experience, like if you just soak it in a liquid, it's gonna that liquid's gonna cook off like almost instantly. Especially if it's cooking over any type of heat, where like not in a pan. Unless you're like cooking it in a pan, I think you can kind of keep some of that with it while you cook it, but I don't. I don't think that uh, like if it's going on a grill or in a smoker. I think that whatever that flavor is is going to come off pretty quickly. I wonder if injecting it would make a big difference. Well, see, the, here's the issue you run into with injecting it is you're breaking that casing, mm-hmm. so all that juice and all that that builds ah, up, yeah, you're, right. you're going to lose that right yep. away. I mean, that's the worst thing. Like I know, like I've really had to get patient, like when I'm making brats, because sometimes I, I get, I'm an over flipper. Yeah, and I, I've. I know all of our, our barbecue friends are be like, stop, don't do that. But, you know, really trying to just let it sit. And it's as much as I want to pop those blisters on the thing, like you see all yeah, the juice, yeah. you got to just let it. And then, you know, when you accidentally get that casing, you get the geyser of all the, the fat and all yep. that. And then you get the flare up. Yep. You know, it's tough not to do that. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, if you don't do it and you let it go, you have a really good brat. Oh, yeah. I, and that's what I was saying about, I I think, you know, because if people are, like I was talking about, you know, the typical barbecue with the plate of hot dogs and the smaller plate of brats, um, most people, they're, you know, they're flipping their hot dogs so they don't burn a bunch. Um, but the brat, you really don't, you don't want to touch it very much because you're not really going to burn just one side of it, like, if it's well. if it's on there evenly, I mean you can, but like, 
you you got to indirect it. I feel like yes. a brat, you want to have it in the heat, but you don't want it directly over the flame. Like, I feel like a hot dog, like, throw it on the flame, let it get those grill marks. I don't want that for a brat. So here's what I do when I, when I cook my brats. Um, and, I mean, I feel like I make a pretty good brat, you know, like we were talking about earlier. That's my probably the thing I feel best about grilling. Um, unfortunately, I don't have any here that I've made. That's but, all right. Well, well, we can always, you know, I mean, like I said, my I'll butcher bring, has 40 different brands of brats. We can, uh, we'll make, I'll, I'll come over and make some sometime. But what we, uh, what I usually do is I make, I make my own sauce, like kind of a wet rub for it. Um, what I'll do is I will, uh, I'll get a base barbecue sauce. I will, um, I'll put that in a, in a bowl and then I'll get usually some garlic, some salt, some pepper, um, you know, whatever else I'm feeling like I want. And then, uh, and then I'll dump in a, quite a, quite a bit of beer and then Any so I, per- beer in particular, I or? usually use Miller high life, you know, something that, um, the banquet beer. Yeah. The, the champagne of beers actually. Um, you know, something kind of mild, not a ton of flavor, a little bit of alcohol in it and more just to make it, uh, more liquid because what I'll do is then I add like a pretty have a pretty good amount of brown sugar. Um, and what, because what my goal is, is for, and sometimes I'll even throw in like a shot of bourbon, um, and I'll mix it all in. And so it's almost, it's kind of soupy, but it's got some texture to it because you've got, I've used basil leaves and, uh. And, you know, the spices and the garlic salt or uh, whatever you decide to use kind of turns into chunks and uh, along with the along with the sugar. And you want that. And so what I'll do is I'll I'll rub all the brats. I'll brush all the brats with that. And then I throw them on the grill and you put them directly over the heat and then you flip them uh, almost like you're searing them on the grill. You get that caramelization from the brown sugar. And- so what I've found out is that if you can get something to caramelize outside of your brat, it's it's like a second casing. So it, it is a lot less likely to to pop mm-hmm. because it's already caramelized. And so it's kind of filling any holes that you would. And then I move them to the outside and I let them cook. It's almost like a self-patching type thing. Like if it... yeah. Because the sugar kind of fills in all those gaps, and uh, and then you have this really, I mean, it's it's actually pretty rich. So if you're just going for like a straight smoked flavor brat, like yeah, it's probably not your best thing. But I mean, dude, I do these gourmet up, guy brats. But I'll do these up. I mean, like I said, buy ten for five or six bucks at all these. I've got a bunch of people coming over, and I'll cook these up. And everyone loves them. Like, they don't know the difference. I mean, I like them. They taste amazing. Um, they're super juicy. They're not dry. And, you know, they, they it's super easy and cheap to cook. So, But that is a different animal than, like, you, like, your, your, like, butcher brats, like, handmade gourmet brats. I would almost consider those as more of, like, a sausage than a brat. So like, I, I was wondering, Kevin, now that, Guy says that in the little bit of research that you did, what is the difference between a brat and a sausage? Is how it's prepared. Um, a sausage is ground meat that can be uh, dried or fresh variety, and it's sold in a casing or it's sold in bulk. Like you can get a bunch of sausages. Does that make sense? Bratwurst is more of a fresh sausage link that is made with pork or veal. 
So bratwurst are sausage. So not all so all bratwurst are sausage, but not all sausages are bratwurst. Okay. So just like so it's just bourbon a bra- is whiskey, but not all whiskeys are bourbon. Ah, so a bratwurst is basically just a specific genre of sausage. It's a German style of sausage. Okay, that makes Uh, sense. This episode of Sauced on Beer, Bourbon, Barbecue is brought to you by The Restory. For the past few weeks, Alex and I have been working with Davin Shaw, a true Kentucky colonel, and his company, The Restory, to create the perfect accent piece for our man caves. Alex and I have been looking at what we could do to take our passion and love for whiskey and to transform it into some home decor, and Davin was able to take that love and make these amazing lamps. The Restory is a family-owned company that takes old whiskey bottles and transforms them into amazing decor pieces that even your wife will let you have around the house. Right now, Davin and his team are working on some new products, like their Half Moon Barrel Illuminations, which is a great bar topper, floating shelf, or office bar, if you can get away with that. So I encourage you to go to www.therestillery.com or check them out on Instagram at the underscore restillery. That's R-E-S-T-I-L-L-E-R-Y to check out their amazing products and see about getting a one-of-a-kind whiskey lamp just for you. And as a listener of Sauced on Beer, Bourbon, Barbecue, Davin and his team have created a special offer code for you to use at checkout. Using the code SAUCED15 will get you 15% off your whiskey lamp. Again, that S-A-U-C-E-D-15 will get you 15% off your whiskey lamp. Make sure you go check out the restillery and help support an amazing small business. Now let's get back to getting sauced. So I guess let's talk about what we did, what we did with our brats. Um, and mm-hmm. we've kind of dived in a little bit. You know, I, I said I'd do the Budweiser Lager. You did the Stout. You just had the Johnsonville ones, right? Mm-hmm. Did you smoke yours? No. So I first I put everything into a pan uh, with the beer. And I cooked that on the stove. The recipe I saw had them putting it on the grill, but I don't have a pan that could go in the grill. Not partially melt. Um, it probably didn't take too much away from the flavor, but... So I, I cooked that on the stove for maybe 15, 20 minutes or so. Took those out and then finished those on the grill. And those didn't take too long at that point, maybe like two minutes just to kind of crisp up the outside and finish them off and they were done. Then I took the beer that was left over from being soaked in the brats and that's what I used to make the beer cheese, like I said. So that was a typical beer sauce, just make a, a roux with the butter and flour add in the beer that was left over and then just whatever cheese that you want sounds what good. What cheese did you go with? I was going to say, so the cheese, um, the recipe I saw had you using cream cheese and cheddar, but I like to get a little fancier with my cheeses because I feel like getting a good cheese makes a big difference. Cheap cheese is gross and pointless. So I got um, Gouda, 
and I got some sharp cheddar, and I got some flontanella. Fontanella. However you Fontanella. say that. Fontanella? Fontanella. Like Fanta? Like Wanta? Fanta? Not like that. Fontan. Fontaine? Fontaine? See, I think I thought it was named one thing and the package said something different. I'm sure it's all different ways to say the same thing. It's, it's, like, it's like a it's heavy like, meat plate. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really fancy scotch or like really fancy like anything. Like yeah, wine. really fancy it's white like, cheese. How do I? How, I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm that sure we'll sense. get some angry email from a cheese expert who's like, "You need to pronounce it this way." That's fine. Maybe we'll make a new friend. He can come on the show. And we'll drink some bourbon about it <laughs> and eat cheese. And eat cheese. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So those were all a good combo. Um, yeah, I thought that turned out really good. I I like that better than the, than I like the brats, but I'm just a big cheese fan. And you brought over with your cheese and your brats. Fresh made pita. Mm-hmm. I made which, some pita bread. Game changer. The brats and the pita and the cheese. Oh my goodness. I asked Anna to make sure that she got some nice buns that could hold up to the bratwurst and the cheese and they wouldn't crumble when you were eating them. So she did. Because she I did. think that's the worst thing. Like, I, I hate when you eat a hot dog bun and it breaks apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before you even yeah. take a bite. Yeah. It's like yeah. falling out of your hand. It's yeah. gross. So she, she did that. She got some good ones and then. I just had some time to kill, and I was planning on trying to make uh, pita bread. I made it once before. I was going to make it again for something else. I'm like, I'll, I wanted to try new recipes. I'm like, I'll just make it now. And so I, I made it and was making the beer cheese and the brats and all that at the same time. So I started eating it with the beer cheese. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. So I I put the buns away, and I just put the brat together on that. And it was it was really yummy. Um, so the bratwurst I made um, tonight – I did similar to kind of what you did, Alex, um, except I, I bust out my cast iron skillet. I got a new smoker, um, not to get too much into that. We'll, we'll save that for a little bit later, but got a new smoker, uh, been playing around with it. I bust out my cast iron skillet, put it on top of the smoker, threw some of the beer in there. Uh, I had two different bratwurst. I had the original Bavarian style from Kenrick's, and then I had a jalapeno cheddar um, bratwurst. And I let them simmer in the um, Budweiser for a good amount of time. I probably could have went a little bit longer, but the casing was starting to kind of pull a little bit. And I was a little worried that it was going to burst open. Which which Budweiser did you use? Uh, the uh, Red Lager. The Red Lager. Yeah. Okay, the Freedom Reserve. Yeah. Cool. So um, and I used just some cherry and some oak uh, wood because I was smoking some turkeys. So it just happened to be what I had in there. Um, so after a while I put them on the grill, um, they started getting, I'm still learning this smoker a little bit. So they started getting a little bit crispy on the edge. So I just put them on some tin foil just to kind of prevent them from puncturing or anything like that. Um, and I was doing some stuff out in the yard and kind of forgot about them. And I wasn't too happy with the consistency of the casing on the outside, at least to look at it. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit charred, kind of like what you were talking about, you know, but it wasn't that crustiness. Like it was, yeah. it was still, it's still very edible. Like mm. I'm, I'm very happy with it. Well, and I'm sure that goes to soaking them in beer for so long. Yeah. Help yeah. protect that a little bit. Yeah. I think if I would have another just, good reason to do it. Well, I think in, if I would have just let it go, like if I just don't want it, they would have been burnt. I mean, and yeah. they would have been ed- inedible and that would have been disappointing because I was really looking forward to it. So tasting them, um, the Bavarian one was okay. Um, 
not really my favorite. I know, Alex, you really enjoyed that one. I do. I like that one a lot. Is there a reason why? It's funny because Guy was saying that he didn't like it so much but couldn't quite put his finger on why. I feel like I must like what he doesn't because I can't quite put my finger on it either. Maybe it's it, it kind of reminds me of a um, a good, like, made-from-a-butcher summer sausage. Mm-hmm. That almost crumbly consistency. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. If you've had it, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I think that's what I didn't like. And there's not too much spice. So I feel like you're getting more of uh, this is the meat flavor. I think if it paired really well with like a sweet roll or something like that, it would give that balance. It it was bitter. Like there was something bitter or tart on my hmm. tongue, like the tip of my tongue that I could taste. Um, that yeah. was a turnoff kind of to me. Like I, I just, I didn't enjoy it. The jalapeno cheddar one now. No, Ooh. Those were, that was incredible. Obviously. Those were really and good. And that's my favorite to get from there. Um, anytime my father-in-law goes to Kenrick's to get um, uh, some barbecue stuff to do in the summer, he always gets some of those. Um, they have a really good New Orleans style. Um, What's in that? Mardi. It's a Mardi Gras. It's like super spicy, Ooh, um, like gumbo style. Uh-huh. Ooh, but it's so good. good. Um, I've had their Hefeweizen that they make yeah. with the Schlafly in town. That's ever really good. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. I remember when you bought those. They don't do a bad bratwurst at all. Um, yours, Alex. Yours was really good. I actually. Liked yours better than my Bavarian style. Um, yep, same. And we were kind of talking that I felt like the Johnsonville was packed a little bit looser than the Kenrick's ones that I I bought. And yeah, I think I that's that. I think that's the difference between the the butcher and then the mass produced because they they're taking time to make that. There's somebody like in the back actually rolling the sausage and all that kind of stuff and yep. rolling the the bratwurst. Um, Making sure, and I think everyone's a little bit different. I mean, like, if you looked at what Alex's were, all of them were the exact same size. Yeah. I had six of them, and they were all different sizes. You know, some of them were, you know, a little bit more filled with the meat filling. Others of them weren't. Um, but, I, I mean, I think that's very much of a, what What do you want? I mean, the quality of meat might be a little bit better than the one that I've got with the butcher. But, like you said, I mean, how much were your brats? Six bucks, seven bucks? Five, I think. For how many? Five. Okay, I got three of them for five bucks. You know, you're going to look at a different price. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that quality is there. Um, and that's not knocking on Johnsonville. I mean, no, like, yeah. I, I would eat a Johnsonville brat any day, you know? Yeah. Um, no, they're all good, but it just goes to show that brats aren't just brats. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot more to it, and you can do so much with them that can add you know your own twist or like you said at the beginning of this take a good rod to a great rod yeah and just step up the game so you can you know maybe save a little bit of money but add some more to the cooking process and just totally change the flavor and there's so many ways to do them too like we were saying i mean like like i said earlier i like to butterfly them i like to put them on a pretzel roll with the cheddar cheese like that's one of my favorite ways to do it um i've seen people who put them in like nachos and things like that. Mm. Um, I mean, there is a ton of different things that you can do. I I really just like my brats cut up into the coin size and dipping them in cheese. Like that's mm. that's kind of what we've been doing tonight. Um, that that jalapeno one. Let's talk about that just for a little bit because I think that's something that's very unique and special. Like that's not 
That's not your normal brat. Um, the chunks of jalapeno I thought were the perfect size to the chunks of the cheese. I don't feel like it was too spicy. I mean, what what'd you guys think? Yeah, the proportions are great. That's one that I like eating that one totally plain by itself. I feel like putting it on a bun or adding a sauce to it is just taking away from the flavor in there. Um, I Yeah, that one's really good. Yeah, the, I mean... I thought the same. It it went it went with the beer cheese, but um, I didn't really want to eat anything with it. It was just it had enough going on, and that's kind of one of my that's one of the things I like, and probably one of my biggest qualms with um, you know like uh, yeah cheddar sausage or uh, uh, you know flavored brats or whatever is that they don't need a whole lot with them to add to mm-hmm. the flavor, but a lot of people. When they cook them, they, you know, they put their rub or they put their barbecue sauce or whatever on them when they serve them. And it's like there's just so much going on, especially with like I feel like jalapeno and barbecue sauce doesn't always go super well together. Like maybe really specific sauces and with certain amounts of I I think probably there's a perfect storm for that. But such opposite ends of the spectrum. You're at heat and you're at sweet. Like you can't, there's no way to balance those two. I think there probably is like a really awesome way to get that going. But I think that those should be, I think I agree with you that those two separate ends of the spectrum should, that they can exist in the same meal on the same plate, but maybe they should be different items. Like if you try to do all of that with just a brat, like, Maybe you're trying too hard, you know, like just put the brat on a bun and, you know, maybe get some sweet potato fries or some, uh, you know, yeah, that might be good or some or even just some like regular French fries with a really with a good homemade ketchup or sauce that you really like. Like, I really like the apple brat with like rustic potatoes. Like, I feel like that is the way to go with those. I mean, uh, maybe that's a later experiment we can do. Uh, Try some of the. Trying some of that. Um, the other thing I was wondering, too, like, when I, I was smoking them, I wonder, like, if I would have left the beer in the pan and just let it kind of sit in there in the smoker, like, if that would have gotten to the smoke and the steam in there, would Maybe. that have changed it? I don't know. And Once guy said it, it makes a lot of sense. Those casings, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if they're supposed to be porous or not, but the point of them is to keep everything inside. And so it's probably not letting a ton in either, you know, and, and I was going to ask you guys, I'm curious, do you think you can tell what kind of beer I cooked mine in or that I did at all? I think when it was paired with the cheese, I could tell more. No, I got out of the cheese. Your brats tasted like normal brats to me. Now I will say looking at the outside, they look way smoother than just like regular brats because they don't have that they don't have that crust um like you were, like you were talking about with your brats Kevin they didn't um they didn't get like a uh that burn kind almost of. like a bark yeah uh, yeah, the, yeah they, there was there weren't like crusties on the outside of it uh, partially because no juice got out so I'm wondering if the beer had something to do with that yeah it seems like it did I I think you're right I think it did more to help the cooking process than it did enhance the flavor. What I should have done is cook some not in the beer. Yeah. Maybe we do that next time. Hey, we'll see. I mean, I wonder too, like if 
cook. I know, like for me, cooking it in the beer helped cut down on the time it was out actually over the flame, like in the heat and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, which I think probably makes it a little bit more enjoyable. You don't get that meat dried out as quickly because I imagine in that casing it's going to dry out a lot quicker, um, especially if you get a puncture hole or anything like that in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if you're doing bratwurst, you know, take it to the next level. Do something a little bit more out of the ordinary. Um, I mean, like, it took me 25 minutes to do this today. Um, I know that beer cheese that you kind of made, which the other thing I wanted to ask you about that real quick before we kind of wrap up tonight. Um, shredded cheese or did you use actually blocks of cheese? Um, when making cheese sauce, I'd always recommend get a block and shred it yourself. Okay. Shredded cheese comes with some sort of potato starch or something to keep the pieces separate makes it really hard to melt and honestly when you're going with block cheese for not that much more money like we're talking pennies or sometimes a dollar or two you can get a much more higher quality cheese and it really makes a difference yeah i had read i mean i known kind of the starch on the thing um and i I didn't realize until i was trying to make queso one night and i was like why won't this liquefy you just got a bunch of little soggy cheese sticks yeah that's the worst yeah but i mean it's so easy i mean yeah like like we said it's so easy to take just a boring brat and go to the next level um and adventure out there i mean like we said there's tons of different styles um i know the cool part about the butcher i go to is they let you like choose like i can choose 40 different styles of brats if i wanted to you know and they'll be willing to package it up and i think the hardest part is just remembering what each one is while you're cooking it you know so um so gentlemen thanks for coming over tonight yeah kind of a short episode but you know there's not a whole lot to talk about with bratwurst um yeah just need to try more styles yeah um so we always like to end our show with pick of the week so let's let's run around real quick and uh what do we got for pick of the week? So I was inspired by you, Kevin, the other night. It was um, Wednesday night. So when it started, that snowstorm came in. And we I, I figured I was going to work from home that day. And so stayed up a little late, kind of like a snow night. but Or, yeah, the night before a snow day. You remember those in school when you knew school was going to be canceled? I, I, I actually did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good for you. So, but anyway... We had, we we needed to go grocery shopping. There wasn't much in the fridge, but we did have bacon and dates. So we decided to make some bacon wrapped dates. Ooh. So I cut up the bacon and I made a sauce marinade of sorts glaze. with glaze. Yes, ah, there you go. With uh, bourbon, brown sugar, and honey. Ooh. So dip the bacon in that, wrap the dates in that, and then bake those. And then we had more bacon than we had dates. So then I just took the bacon put it in that same glaze and then cover those in brown sugar, baked it all. It was amazing. You remember when I made that candied bacon? That's what inspired Ooh. me. That stuff was really good. That was do- that was Evan Williams bottle and bond hundred proof. Ah, and it was great. Oh, that stuff's incredible. great to cook with. Mm-hmm. But another thing, super easy works with beer. Like, and it, a stout would have made a great glaze for that also. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Do you think that would have been too rich? Cause you know, that dates like very sweet. I mean, that's, that's why I didn't put brown sugar on the dates. I did on just the bacon, but I I think that would have been a little too much because dates are super rich by themselves. Yeah. 
That sounds good. And I don't even really, I'm not a huge date fan, but that sounds really Dude, I like dates. Anymore, I can just, like, if I have a crazy sweet tooth, I'll just, like, a cup of coffee and a handful of dates, and I'm I'm set. Mm-hmm. The only thing I wish we had, which we didn't, was a little bit of goat cheese or something a little um, Ooh, yeah. earthier like that would have balanced out that sweetness. Would have been incredible. Guy. My uh, my pick of the week is uh, my pick of the week is venison. Um, this past weekend was deer season, and uh, I went and I I got two deer, uh, harvested about sixty pounds worth of deer meat. Uh, so it's in my parents' freezer right now. I'm sure it's frozen by now. So we'll go over and make room in our fridge and get as much as we can from it. And uh, yeah, so I got. Uh, a really young one and then an adult that wasn't, uh, you know, so it's pretty good. The young ones are really good because they're nice and tender. So did you mark which one is young and which one is the older one? Like, yeah, if you were to smoke them, would we actually or however you prepare? Yeah, I, I would be able to tell um, partially because they uh, so this year they're uh, there's something called chronic wasting disease in, in deer in specific counties of Missouri. So conservation has you uh, you have to go to a check in place. And they uh, they cut like lymph nodes out of your deer, and then they uh, write down your tag information, and basically they're going to process to see process it to see what you know if this disease is spreading. Kind of just you know doing good conservation biology nerd stuff. And uh, so they'll if I don't hear anything in two to four weeks, then they, my deer are fine. And they're they they were they say, they say that if they look healthy when you're when you shoot them and when you clean them and everything then it's probably fine. So I'm not worried about it, but I'll have to wait a few weeks. But because of that, I did label them number one and number two. So um, number two uh, was the older one, and the back straps on that thing were just absolutely was massive. Was that what you posted the picture of? Was that the back strap there? Or uh, was that a... I don't know. That was uh, It was probably the ham, actually. I think Alex was cutting up the ham because Alex came over and me and my dad and mom and my wife and uh anna were over and yeah we're just all hanging out eating chili so that whole night's probably my pick of the week that was a good that was a good good night so and i have a lot of i was able to do a lot of uh we ground most we ground a lot of it but because i had to um i was able to do yeah i was able to get a lot of different cuts of meat um you know take some take some risks with parts of the tenderloin that normally i wouldn't uh so I have a lot of roasts. I've got a lot of good, um, like, uh, if you get a good, the right size of tenderloin, you cut them up into, like, medallions and um, get some thin slices of ham roast. And those, those, those do one of those medallions. Really well. Cast iron with a little bit of butter and a little thyme. Yeah. Just spread over the top of it. Thyme. And uh, I think my mom uses uh, is it jasmine and, like, yeah. uh, oh, it was something weird like that. Maybe not jasmine. It was a weird spice like that, and then uh, and like flour and oil and so you kind of make like a roux, but it kind of rusts. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then got a lot of stew meat as well. I mean, venison stew is just Mm -hmm. my mom has this venison stew recipe that is just absolutely the best thing. So I'm uh, I'm happy about that. So yeah, I'll I'll pretty much be eating venison for the next year only. (laughs) <laughs> hey, free meat almost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you got to pay for a tag and a rifle. But, yeah, so you know, I've owned that rifle. So, yeah. yeah. You'll be good. Yeah, it's paid for itself. Um, my pick of the week this week is maple coffee from Aldi. 
Um, we really? Just, yeah, we just got some. Uh, From Aldi? What brand is it? Uh, it's their house brand or something like that. It's, really? it's a seasonal item. It is really good. Really? Um, it's a little too sweet for my liking on its own. It does pair well with a nice bourbon. Uh, okay. Good blend of that. Uh, but I've really been getting into more of the hot kind of bourbon drinks just because it's getting a little bit chillier out. Yeah. Um, so the coffees, uh, the hot ciders with mm-hmm. some bourbon mixed into it. Uh, I just did a couple nights ago um, cider and 101, tur- Wild Turkey 101. And that was incredible. Like the 101 stood out, held its own. Um, yeah, so I would totally recommend that. It was really good. It's got that very distinct 101 uh, t- uh, wild turkey taste to it. I mean, as kind of all wild turkey bottles do. It's so. real gamey. <laughs> yes, real gamey. Um, but, yeah. So, gentlemen, thanks for coming over tonight and uh, enjoying some bratwurst. And, Anytime. Uh, yeah. It was good, uh, good time. Simple things to do. Um, and the cool part is, too, you can do this now still in the middle of winter. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you're not outside for very long. You can 25 minutes, like we said. So... Uh, try something new. Tag us in a picture of it. We'd love to see what you're doing. Um, we love seeing what our listeners are up to. So, uh, gentlemen, how can people get a hold of you if they want to? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at the.alex.experiment. I have not yet, but plan on posting pictures of the cooking process for what we made tonight. So check it out. And if you want your recipe for your pita, too, you'll send that. I should do that, shouldn't I? Yeah, we, we, I we would the love recipe. that. <laughs> yeah. Guy, uh, I am on Instagram at danger with two R's underscore guy. Uh, yeah, follow me with what I'm doing with music and scotch and my dog and your deer meat and my deer meat. Yeah, and my Jeep. Just yeah, kind of all those things. Yeah, kind of a catch all. And I am Kevin. You can follow me at beer underscore bourbon underscore barbecue. Uh, see all my new fun toys that I just got. Um, all the bourbon and beer that I drink. You know, and all the fun connections we're making. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Check out our website, www.shopbeerbourbonbarbecue.com. You can get some awesome T-shirts, especially with Christmas coming up. Um, we've got lots of really good stuff up there right now, so make sure you check it out. And we appreciate you listening to us. Make sure you get on whatever you're on and rate us, hopefully five stars, and we'd love to... Uh, chat with you and uh, get to know our listeners a little bit more so uh on that note we hope that you stay sauced on beer bourbon and barbecue